0: So the big question is, how can you use the internet's best sales funnels to 10x your real estate investing? This podcast will give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I use the internet's best marketing strategies to get you more deals and more profit. Welcome to Funnels and Real Estate what's up guys welcome back to another episode of funnels and real estate today i'm here with Cashflow diary king jay massey how's it going man
1: <laughs> good i've not been called king before so that was
0: <laughs> first time for everything cool well jay uh just to start us off uh why don't you tell our listeners what you do and what you specialize in
1: got it so at the end of the day what i do is i help people create cash flow that's it it's not sexy it's not it's nothing you've seen on HGTV. (laughs) what i want people to learn to buy own and control assets and derive income from them because that's ultimately the key to all of our freedom now we express that inside the world of real estate specifically short-term rentals because in my opinion short-term rentals has become and is the easiest best most profitable way to get started, especially when you consider the amount of experience you gain along the way and the low entry cost.
0: Right, right, and we'll go into that uh, in a little bit next. Um, Before we go into short-term rentals, I just wanna ask, how did you get started in real estate investing? (laughs) So
1: it, it, it sounds crazy, but you know, there's a number of you right now who are listening, and maybe you have considered getting involved in real estate investing and you've let something stop you. What I'm about to say is not to shame you or anything, but just simply say to you that your story's not over. There is a way in. And sometimes it involves becoming a different person than what you currently are today. Let me explain. Um, a while ago now, um, when my wife, when she's pregnant, she has a condition known as hyperemesis. It means that she could not eat or drink while pregnant. And I punctured my lung. I was playing volleyball one day. I uh, was trying to blow off steam because I was stressed out about my wife. And then what happened is I I jumped, tried to spike a ball, landed on a guy's head, was born with asthma, and the combination of the two meant I couldn't walk and talk simultaneously without fainting. I say that to say that, you know, I don't know what you're dealing with, but I can tell you that I was dealing with, you know, stressed about my wife dying, literally, unable to walk and talk. Therefore, we couldn't earn money. We were squatting in bank owned property because if you can't earn money, you can't do you can't pay anything. And our credit score was 398. And that's when a friend said, Hey, you should get involved in real estate investing, which at the time made no sense. I was selling our personal possessions on eBay uh, at the time. And then there was a store going out of business. Some of you may remember a store by the name of Comp USA. So basically what I would do is I would go buy the going out of business stuff at a discount. And then I'd put it on eBay. And then I would sell that same thing, literally do nothing to it, and for more. Because we were just exposing it to a larger, wider audience, better marketing, etc and we started earning the difference in the middle. And that's a hard way to go, but that's what we were doing. And long story short, what happened is that someone said, "You know what you're what you're doing right there. That that's you can do the same thing with real estate." And I was like, "What do you mean?" That you can buy them quickly, do very little, and sell them again to another party. And I was like, "Well, show me how." And that's how I started. I was a wholesaler, we did around 200 transactions or so. We got to the point where it took us about 72 hours to close. Uh, and we would earn between two to $26,000 per transaction. And that just set us in a
0: completely different direction of what's possible for, for us. Wow, wow, that's incredible. Oh my gosh, did, did you have any, um, when you did that first wholesale deal, did you have any yeah. mental barriers uh you had to overcome them. no oh no gosh. I had
1: all of them I didn't have any I had all of them <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and what, what 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 made you what made you overcome them like for example someone who's currently not overcoming them right now Got it. how Got come it. you're different how come you were able to overcome them
1: I'm not different and uh, that's the thing I'm very very human yeah. I was just in a situation where I no longer had the luxury of fear right I didn't, I'm I'm naturally introverted and shy. I do not seek out, you know, people to go talk to them. I don't do any of the things necessary that that are required for a business to grow. You know, my mom told me not to talk to strangers just like yours did, but that's exactly, if you're gonna be in business, you better get comfortable talking to strangers and quick. So I was fighting for something different. And that's what's the that's the difference. And yeah. I, I talk about this a lot because this is this is really where it is. This is the crux for those of you who have yet to find. You know, why can't you get yourself to do X, Y, and Z? For that, that's usually because you're just too comfortable, right? And I know I don't know you. You're like, who is this dude telling me I'm too comfortable? You don't know me. You're right. I don't know you, but I do know humans. I know myself. I know that when I don't have to, sometimes I just don't and you may want to, it may be a nice thing if you did, but ask yourself this question. If you don't, what's gonna happen? Like, what is the worst that's going to happen? Are, are you, you're, you're not gonna go to jail. You, most of you are still gonna eat. You, you're not concerned about your significant other literally passing away today from a, a medical condition. It, I mean, therefore, you have an option. Is really what I'm saying maybe you have a job you're listening to this so you at least have a a, a a device that can connect to the internet and get a decent speed we have comfort comfort kills dreams it d- it totally mutes that the motivation the desire the determination that burning fire that's inside each and every one of us because uh, when you look at uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs your needs are pretty much met. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. I had no choice. I I didn't have a luxury of saying, oh, you know what? I'll make that cold call on Monday. Because if I didn't do it today, we might not eat tomorrow. Like tomorrow. See, there was a very, very short accountability period. Therefore, action had to happen, and it had to happen every day, just like what happens (laughs) when you go to pay your taxes people, I mean, there's a reason the government has the deadline of April 15th. It's because very few of us would voluntarily remember to just keep sending in (laughs) the taxes otherwise. Right, right, right. And that's the difference. It's not me. It was the situation. It's an understanding of the situation. I, I was given clarity. Yeah. In a way that I don't necessarily want anyone else to get it, but because we got it, I was given that I had to respond a response right. was required
0: every right. day it sounds like because you put that work in um correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you might be in a better position than you were back then, you know, not not taking away from anything you've done. you put the work in but but what keeps you going now what what what's your uh, driving force now
1: and that's the better question because I hit this row oh man, I can't even only tell you because I hit this spot um when I was uh thirty eight where We had at the time we had about 117 houses. Oh wow! And I was bored. I literally had nothing to do.
0: (laughs) That's the worst feeling.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and some people poke fun at me when I say that, but you just got to understand. It was really, it was kind of painful. Like kind of
0: soul crushing when when you're bored.
1: Yeah, I was bored. Like nothing to do, no one to play with, so to speak, (laughs) because all my friends were at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, OK, cool. Look, wake up whenever you want to go to bed whenever you want to. I guess I'll go to the mailbox today and <laughs> pick up some more checks. I mean that I I wish it was an exaggeration. Yeah. Right? Um, but it was it, that was my reality. And I didn't I didn't enjoy that at all. Yeah. Um, but it is how I got into photography and whatnot, because I would go and spend, I eventually just started spending all day at the camera store. And then I had the bright idea. I said to myself, I know I'll go get a job at the newspaper. And that's literally what I did to, and became a photographer for the newspaper for a while, because I had nothing to do. Right. Yeah. Anyway, today, what, what happened was, um, I hit this wall because I knew what I was working for, it was very clear. When you're working for food, bread, milk, eat tomorrow, and you have short, those short accountability periods, you can get a lot done. But what happens when that's no longer the case? So I was hanging right. out with um, uh, you know, a lot of individuals, names that many, many people would know, and uh, you, you've, been on, you've been in their rooms and their stages and, and whatnot. And I was just asking them, and I said to them, because I, I didn't know, but they were the only ones that I knew who would have a shot at being able to answer the question. Right. I said, um, "What if? What do you do when you're no longer working? Because you for the money, or you need the money, or you, you, you've got the food part handled? What do you guys do?" And to a person, they all said they use different words, but they all said some version of "You have to find a cause." I was like, well, okay, so tell me more. Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Like, you know, because necess- I've never been a, like, you know, let me go save the whales and, and the forest, That I was like, is that what you're talking right. about? They're like, kind of, but not really. I was like, tell me more. They it, More or less a reason to keep applying your skill set that was more than just the money. And I was like, okay. And then I just kept digging deeper. And what it came down to is I didn't know it at the time. But and I, I enjoy helping other people pass the same mental hurdles that we were talking about so that yeah. they can actually achieve, you know, the results that they've been looking for. I didn't know that. And I found out inadvertently because someone at a networking event approached me and just said, hey, will you teach me everything, you know, and I'm like. Um, I, I mean, I guess I can, I mean, I'd never done it. I don't know. Can I, that's a good question. Do I have that ability? And then I said, let's, you know, let's find out. So I came up with the largest number I could think of. I also didn't think he would do it. Um, cause I was half afraid he might, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to figure it out. But I figured if I came up with a large enough number and he actually stepped to the table and made it happen, then it would be worth Figuring it out. My worst case scenario is that I would know and I would have gotten paid for it. But what I didn't know, what I wasn't prepared for was the transformation that he underwent, Mm -hmm. who he has become today and what he's been able to do and a different perspective of the world that he gained from having repeated exposure to certain habits, thoughts and patterns that honestly create the ability to build, own and control assets. And I was like, "That was fun." Nine months later, I go, "That was great. This is fun. I want to do more of this." But I didn't know how to do any of the marketing or any of that other stuff. And and but I knew that that was fun. Yeah. So I started talking more, teaching more, and and it's just kind of continually grown in a very very organic sense because uh, the people because uh, I started with the podcast and then the people just started asking. I mean. You know, you guys, you're very <laughs> clear about what you want. You send us emails saying, Hey, can you do this and can you teach that? And and then I'm just like, Okay, well, let's go do that. And that's that's pretty much how we've grown uh cash flow diary from the beginning.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. So uh tell me tell me a little bit more about Cashflow Diary for our listeners. What do you what does Cashflow Diary do?
1: Got it. What well what we've evolved to is we've become a place to where would be entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs and current entrepreneurs become better? That's what mm-hmm. we've evolved to. And we started because I was just trying to document what I what I knew, what I understood about creating assets and specifically was trying going to only document to former children. That was the plan. And until a friend of mine said, "Hey, I bet uh, adults would be interested in that information too. And um, I doubted him and said, okay, maybe. But I was, you know, I was afraid. I didn't want a whole bunch of criticism about people and my ideas and whatnot. Anyway, I eventually got over that and just started producing the content. And I, and I said to myself, like, if, if the adults can duplicate what it is that I've put here, that will tell me, that will serve as confirmation that I did document everything my kids would need should something happen to me. Right. Because I figured that that was the most valuable thing I could leave. I could leave these things so that they could have a shot at creating something for themselves based upon the principles and the understandings uh, that I had fought for and, and won. Yeah. So today, that, that's literally what we do. We, we take someone through the process of understanding some of the most basic concepts. What's ROI? What is that? and how does that how have you already used roi in your life positively or negatively and now let's learn to make you know new and different decisions so that you can end up in a completely different spot let's begin to take some control and and assert some of our agency to actually create the lifestyle let's dream again and which is is challenging for some and and then let's make real estate tangible mostly because it's one of the easiest ways to, to connect a person to the concept of passive income and helping them to see that that it's possible for, for them. So it's, it's a journey, it's a transformation process, and it's something that myself and the entire team enjoys because watching a person literally say things like, man, I hope to one day possibly, and then a few months later, you can tell when the switch flips because they're like, oh, my God, I just I was kind of playing around when I said that a few months ago. But this is something I can actually do now. I actually can take a vacation for a month if I want to. I actually can take my kids to London if that's what I want to do or I can actually I mean, and we're like, yeah, that that's, that's what it was designed to do. you right. know. And being a part of that, you know, just in every in every smallest way tells me that there's a there's a mom who's being a better mom. There's a father right. who's being a better father. There's a brother's being a better brother and, and we're affecting change. Change that again we're never gonna get credit for, but that's okay. That's not what it's about. I just know that their family's better. I know that their lives are better. I know that the people that they touch that we could never get in front of right. They might begin to see a possibility for them and and choose to grow. And I think that's great.
0: Right, I love that. What uh what specific vehicle in real estate does cash flow diary help people with or is it is it all vehicles of real estate like like wholesaling, multifamily, Got fix it. and flips?
1: <clears throat> We're primarily again, like the name, cash flow diary. So, um we it's not so much about which particular strategy uh you're going to use because I can I can and have helped individuals who want to do fix and flip and turn that into a cash flow strategy. Right. Um, same, so the, the, that's really what it comes down to. So we are asset agnostic, as I like to say. So we don't really care what the underlying thing is. What we do look at, though, is how can we take that thing and turn it into something that produces cash flow separate from your physical time? Yeah. And, But for the most part, um, people come to us usually because they have a real estate portfolio that they're holding on to, whether that's commercial or residential um, and or some industrial. I mean, it it doesn't really matter in that particular sense. The only thing that matters is that instead of big piles of cash, you are now ready to earn big, thick, durable streams of cash. Right. that's, That's ultimately what matters.
0: What's your favorite vehicle? What's your favorite strategy?
1: My favorite strat right now? Well, short term rentals just works because it produces because here's the challenge. When you have at our largest, um, it was around 450 units. Okay. And you got to understand what happens at that tape. It's not, it's no longer about real estate. First of all, at that moment. And even though you are still in the real estate business, but what a lot of what happens is you trying to deal with the significant amount of deferred maintenance that exists, and also juxtaposing that against the potential cash flow or the cash flow that would be there otherwise. Right. Until that building is uh, free of the debt service, it it can be and feel like a struggle. And heaven forbid, should a you know inclement weather come your way, you know then you've got to deal with that too. So there are so many of those things that come together that make real estate a really great wealth building strategy but a horrible income building strategy and short-term rental solves that problem because it increases the level of income and if you're still using leverage now you have income after that so you don't have to choose because there's the 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 choice that most landlords are making right now is you're choosing between do i want to still provide a good quality product ie put it back in for maintenance or do i want to take cash flow and if i take cash flow that means i'm going to have deferred maintenance and then how do you feel as a human knowing that you've let something begin to go into disrepair i've learned and found that most landlords don't necessarily like that feeling yeah um especially since they feel like they're profiting at someone else's expense so I was looking for a way to solve that for myself, let alone I, I didn't think it was going to turn into you know, what it has. But when I when you run the numbers now, landlords can upkeep their property better than they could have before because of the additional revenue. So it, it, it begins to solve some of those challenges and, and problems. And because of the ease of entry, because here's the really here's the biggest challenge when you go to buy a piece of real estate. You tend to make a 15, 20, 25 or 30 year commitment, depending on the mortgage and the plan and all the other stuff that you're doing. And when you, especially when you do your first property, you know what's interesting? Your experience level is at its lowest. Let me say it differently. Every master was once a disaster. I don't care what it is you do today. Today, you're good at it. But when you did it day one, even if you studied at college, you were bad. You are way better today than you were than day one. Every master was once a disaster. So when I look at the value prop, hey, take a 30-year risk when your experience is the least, and hopefully have cash flow or deferred maintenance, or take a 12-month risk and learn along the way and likely earn somewhere in the neighborhood between I would say six to eight hundred dollars per bedroom per month as you gain the experience you need in order to learn how to run property long-term. Right. When I look at that that way, there's really no comparison.
0: Right. That makes sense. Uh, Let me ask you this. I saw a class of yours called understanding your investor ID and it changed my life, changed my life. So let me ask you this. How how does, what, what, what's your investor ID? Does it, does it change throughout the years? Or have you had like a set investor ID that, that, that you have sort of stuck to that you love the most?
1: Understood. It has always been cash flow. Right. What has changed is how the cash flow is derived. Okay. Uh, for example, when I first started, uh, one of the components of your investor ID is to understand what, what are your current immediate financial needs. We needed the, the way wholesaling worked. Right, you know, right. The, the the upfront cash, all of it, right now, because we didn't have the luxury of waiting for monthly payments, etc. That that was not a reality for us at that time. And then, as I learned about taxes and and got a little more educated yeah. on that, uh, it changed because it just it, it just modified to fit the new need. Because now the new need was, how do I not pay a tax bill like that ever again? right yeah (laughs) because that was a lot of work and you get to keep oh no we can't do that twice so uh and that's what started our house collecting phase well because of that need that then created uh a, a desire now mind you i had a credit score of 398 so banks weren't an option so that meant i had to learn how to do things either from a creative acquisition standpoint or a creative financing standpoint so right. i had to go back and forth and learn those additional skills in order to be able to honestly solve problems for people who happen to own and control real estate which then meant uh, i was dealing with single family houses usually the rundown kind or uh, an older individual who is doing some sort of legacy transition which is typically how I about most of the apartment buildings right there Um, and then as I was again maturing in the business I learned that I didn't I didn't know this type of stuff at the beginning but I was like hold on you can own a parking lot you can own uh billboards and and I ended up having a cell phone tower because I'm like that sounds like make that that totally makes a lot of sense to me uh so though that was good too because how'd that
0: cell phone tower work for you
1: cell phone towers are by far some of the most profitable things on the planet because you've got, really oh yeah you because you got you've got two two ways of looking at it um one of the most important things to be measuring like if you're owning property right now what is your revenue per square foot versus your expenses per square foot and when you look at a cell phone tower it's gonna be hard for you to find something that 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 produces more revenue per square foot right uh especially uh, or sorry, more net revenue per square foot uh, than that cell phone tower. It's gonna be really, really, you're gonna be hard pressed to find something. And uh, because of the way retirement plans work, uh, they come with a built-in exit strategy in almost every market. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. What we eventually ended up doing is, and this is, and now some of you, you this what I'm about to say, you may not know, and it, it honestly, it may make you angry. But I'm just going to let you know, this is how it works. Um, your 401k, your qualified retirement plan that's ran by whatever hedge fund or, you know, whatever whatever the assets are that are there. Um, they call people like me uh, when we have an asset that fits their profile. And cell phone towers is one of them. You will get lots of calls. And those of you who have cell phone towers, you know the calls I'm talking about because you're getting them all the time. So what they'll do is they will make an offer um <laughs> using your money uh to for you know like a lump sum payout if you will for lack of a better way of putting it and it varies you know what they'll what they're willing to pay but here's what I can tell you I know there it is not uncommon to hear of say $1300 a month now hear me clearly $1300 a month going for I'll say $275,000 up front. Now, think about that, what I just said for a second. How many months, years, is it going to take before that's even anywhere near break even? Right. And what happens if the company goes out of business, something changes? I mean, there's so many things that could happen to that stream of income uh, before the 20 or 25 years are up that... I find it interesting because so what happens is you put you collectively, everybody through their payroll, put the, you know, $275,000 into the fund, the fund made the investment. And now that fund is on the hook for the, I mean, they're not going to hit that number for a while. Right. And they didn't take any risk. You know, they got, in fact, they got commissioned multiple times and fees and all this other stuff but for for me the one selling that asset i excel it so i now i didn't have to take that risk i transferred the risk and now i, I can take the the money today and do something else with it right and and, and in general usually get a higher return and keep that going so it, it's it's Cell phone towers work very well, man. <laughs> I love that. That, well. that. This is the
0: first time I've actually heard about this. This is this is cool. Oh, is okay, GZ.
1: got it. I yeah. so yeah, they work very, very well. The the hard part is uh getting getting them because they work well. People who yeah. have them typically don't want to let
0: them go. Right, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. Do yeah. you have a do you have a particular you have this you have your investor ID, but do you have a, a dream market that you like to what do you mean invest in is there a particular market so what 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 like geography like like a place exactly like what what keeps you from investing in wherever you're investing now and why not Los Angeles why not San Diego why not wherever you're not investing in right now
1: got it well now we are actually in the LA orange county uh looking at san diego in a, yeah. a building in hollywood uh area anyway, so, but before it's always a num- it's a it's a numerical conversation most okay. of the time for me it's very yeah. logic driven uh if i can't make the numbers work then hey it might be nice to live there but that doesn't mean my money has to live there does that make sense so yeah. that, that's really what it comes down to uh until we create a new strategy the new strategy or having the strategy and access to short-term rentals makes the places that are typically not known for cash flow, <laughs> right? It makes them be able to cash flow now, and that that's that's really what it comes down to. It's it's it has a lot to do with the numbers, but, but significant. What another point of great significance is the weather pattern for me. Right. Um, really? I don't, I don't want to, nor do I want my team to have to deal with a weather pattern that isn't that they don't consider fun so that means in a lot of cases i i I know for me i'm not in any of the places that tend to snow uh, because i don't like snow and i don't want to be in a situation where i have to go uh ever (laughs) so you know we just avoid them doesn't mean they're not great places it just means i don't want to deal with snow and because again i have agency and, and can choose well, it's just a choice. There is no, nothing about it. You know, there's no need to necessarily chase a return or chase a dollar or chase anything because you can create the opportunity, the revenue and and what it is that you need almost anywhere.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, as we're wrapping it up here, I'll ask uh, one more question and then we'll jump okay. into the behind the scenes bit. Where can someone learn more about cashflow diary? Oh, that's easy. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go to cashflowdiary.com. We also have a podcast at cashflowdiarypodcast.com. Either way it goes, uh, what's going to happen is we're going to do our best to to inundate you with the stories of other entrepreneurs and how they build cash flow as well so that you can get exposure to, you know, just many different schools of thought on the concept, how it's done, and how real people like you are out there making it happen for themselves, their families, and obviously their employees too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jay, I've loved this interview. I, I can't wait to ask you more questions. Uh, so we're we're going to jump into the behind the scenes bit right now. If you want to learn more or see the interview, go to funnelsandrealestate.com. Uh but yeah, as far as the public interview, thanks for thanks for coming on, Jay. I really appreciate it. Thanks
1: for having me. I appreciate you taking the time.
0: Yeah. Okay, guys, go to cashflowdiary.com uh if you want to learn more and uh, see his podcast. It's cashflowdiarypodcast.com, correct? Yes. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I've lost thousands of dollars trying to invest in real estate, thousands and thousands. And you know what the real secret is? It's knowing people. You have to know the right people. If you have a lot of money but don't have deals, you should know someone that has deals. If you have a lot of deals but don't have any money, you should start knowing some people that have some money. So I started to figure out that your network is actually one of the biggest assets that you can have in real estate investing. And so what I've done is I've created uh, my own group, my own real estate investing group called Funnels in Real Estate, aptly named. Uh, But one thing you might be thinking is, does this stuff actually work? Well, someone in one of the other groups I'm in is a kid younger than me, and uh, he found a deal, and it was great, but he just didn't have the money. But someone from our group actually helped him. They funded it, and they actually did all the work. And guess how much they gave him? Half. Half of all the profits, they put up all the money, they put up all the work, but they gave them half the profits because they believed in the network. So yes, it does work, and can it work for you? That's also a good question. If you put in the work to know people, this can work for you. All you have to do is start building value, start providing value for other people. That's all you have to do. So if you would like to be part of this wonderful group, go to funnelsandrealestate.com. You can join the group and I'm going to send you special behind the scenes interviews I've done with experts who have done hundreds and hundreds of deals. So if you would like to see what they have to say, what we interviewed behind the scenes and join my secret group, go to funnelsandrealestate.com. And one more thing I forgot to mention, this is completely free. So if you'd like to join my private group for free and get those behind the scenes secret interviews I did with those experts. For free, just go to funnelsandrealestate.com. Again, you can get all this for free, the the behind-the-scenes Q&A interviews, and join my private group for free by going to funnelsandrealestate.com.